I'm back. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's a wrestling classic here. And I am coming to you from parts unknown, I guess. I don't know. I haven't done this in a while. I promised you guys that I was going to do some really cool WrestleMania weekend podcasting to let you guys know how my WrestleMania weekend went. And guys, I'm telling you, this is what did I used to call the podcast? Uncut, uncensored. That's what this is going to be. I'm not going to hold back. I'm going to share as many stories as I can with you guys, as many stories as I can remember. This is going to be really random because... I, I should have. I made some notes because I forgot what I did on what day, and it has been a couple of weeks since WrestleMania, and I was on Bourbon Street. So man, drinking hand grenades and all that stuff, you know, hurricanes. Like my memory might be a little bit shot, but a lot happened. I got to meet a lot of cool people. Um, and I want to do this for the misfits, man. I want to do this for the misfits. Um, which reminds me of like I, I met someone that followed the page when I was uh, in New Orleans. I met a lot of people that followed the page actually when I was in New Orleans, and. Because of that, that kind of made me want to do this. And I got a bunch of announcements I'm going to talk about later. But uh, the point of this story was is that I met someone that followed this page. And uh, he was, like, thanking me for, like, you know, you know, thank you for what you do for, like, wrestling. You got me back into it. And I really, you know, like, I have to check your page every day. And, and, I, and I'm like, honestly, it wouldn't be unless it was for all of you. Like, I appreciate you following because if you didn't follow, then, you know, excuse me, I just burped. We're live, bro. But, uh... <laughs> I'm like, if you didn't follow, then I wouldn't be able to do any of that stuff and uh, do anything, to be honest. Right? And like the fact that I bumped into you and you're from a whole different side of the world, like that's super cool. And he's like, you do it for the misfits, man. You do it for the misfits. And it's so funny because I, I literally came up with the term misfits one day. And one of those inspirational posts I was talking about how wrestling fans are like misfits compared to like other sports fans, like, you know, fans of people that are fans of hockey or the NFL or the NBA. Like, they're totally normal. They're like, even nowadays in the generation that we live in, like, being a fan of superheroes and comic books and like Star Wars, for some reason that's cool now, you know. But being a wrestling fan, you're still a little bit of a misfit. Like, is it cool? Is it not cool? Who's it cool to? So that's how I came up with it. And then there's been times I'm like, ah, maybe I should stop calling my followers misfits. But that moment on Bourbon Street when the guy's like, hey, um, you do it for the misfits. I'm like, oh, so it is a thing that caught on. But that's that's that story. But I promised you guys, I promised the misfits that I would do a podcast about my WrestleMania weekend. And oh, man, like, I'm a little behind. I do apologize. I meant to do this a while ago. And uh, we're going to do it now, man. I'm going to be jumping all over the place. This is going to be random. I don't think you guys realize how awkward it is to sit in a room by yourself with a microphone in your house where somebody could possibly possibly hear me right now, but I don't really care. But I'm trying to talk to yourself. It's easy doing a podcast when, you have, when you're able to do it with someone, whether you're interviewing them, whether you're sitting across from them or bouncing off each other. But it's... Uh, it's hard to just sit here and just talk to yourself, but I don't give a fuck. We're going to fucking do it. You know why? Because we can. Aight? Aight. Okay? Sitting here in dress pants and a t-shirt. Why am I sitting here in dress pants and a t-shirt? Because I just got off work. I didn't want to change my pants. But I was fucking getting hot in my dress shirt. So I changed. You know? Yeah. You dick? But, uh, what shirt am I wearing? I have so many wrestling t-shirts, it's ridiculous. If there's one thing... That happened since I bit since I started the wrestling classic and since it's gotten kind of popular, I guess people would say, is um, p- 
people always send me a lot of free merch, and I'm not against it. I'm, I'm down with free merch. I'd rather have your money. It's all about the money. But I'm, but I'm down with the free merch. It's cool over the years, you know. Um, I have a lot of wrestling t-shirts. Right now, I think I'm wearing a shirt, um, a shirt for a podcast. I don't know what it is. Uh, since wrestling brings us together. Oh, a shot of wrestling podcast. And uh, a shot of wrestling podcast. Uh, one of the hosts of that podcast, uh, WWE Greenman, was hanging out. I hung out with them on Friday night down in uh, New Orleans. So I guess I should get into the story more because I'm just rambling away. Um, WrestleMania weekend, yeah. But uh, shout out to uh, the, a shot of wrestling podcast, though. I'm going to be giving a shout out to a lot of people there in this podcast because I got to connect with a lot of people, a part of, uh, I guess we'd call it the IGWC, the Instagram wrestling community. Uh, a lot of the friends I've been able to make, a lot of the followers that I've actually talked to before, but don't really run wrestling pages and stuff like that. I got to meet them, which was really cool. So like, yeah, there's going to be a lot of shout outs. Like uh, one of one of the nights I hang out with my all my people from New York, all my friends that I've made over social media that live in New York and stuff. So uh, th- there's going to be a whole story about hanging out with them and stuff. And uh, like I said, guys, um, this isn't a WrestleMania review. If you want to know about my thoughts and my opinions about WrestleMania, the show itself, and NXT TakeOver New Orleans, if you want to know my thoughts on the matches and the actual show and stuff and the breakdown of what I thought about those matches and my opinions and what I thought about the booking and the outcomes and the, the story going in and how it played out at WrestleMania and NXT, that's not what this podcast is for. Uh, if you want to know that stuff, just... Head over to TheWrestlingClassic.com. I did two written reviews for both of them. I did a written review uh, about WrestleMania. I did a written review about NXT TakeOver. And for those of you that have never read my reviews before, they're not the long play-by-play reviews. I don't sit there and I don't... I, I Honestly, I expect you to have watched it already and it's more just me giving my opinions and thoughts. I don't give the whole breakdown of what happened move for move. It's not like a results in a review. It's literally just... Um, my thoughts on it. I, I my reviews are basically just my thoughts on every match. Like, for example, for me, like the most entertaining match was the mixed tag match with Ronda Rousey, Triple H, Kurt Angle, and Stephanie. Um, the best wrestling match from that show might have been um, Charlotte and Oscar. Like that was probably the best in ring match. Either that or the triple threat, but with Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, and uh, The Miz. And then my favorite moment just. Because he's one of my favorites and I watched him growing up. And I, I agree with a lot of you that he probably should retire. But that's not our decision to make. But one of my favorite moments was that I got to see The Undertaker again at WrestleMania. Um, short match, it was two minutes. But like, you know, I know a lot of people have gone to WrestleMania for so many years. This is just my third one. But a lot of people have gone for so many years and they'll tell you that, uh, Oh, you know, The Undertaker's entrance. Like, I'm over it. I'm sick of it. Uh, one of my buddies said that he had to, that was when he went to go take a piss because he knew that he'd be back before The Undertaker took his hat off, which he was, uh, which was pretty funny. But uh, for me, like, I, I was I was soaking it in. I was living in it. Because last year, I thought The Undertaker retired. He put his hat and his coat in the ring, and I thought I was sitting at home last year. I was sitting at my cousin's house watching WrestleMania last year. I was so upset because I thought I missed Undertaker's retirement. So when I found out that he was actually coming out this year, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll be there for his retirement. So it was special to me. Like, I wore an Undertaker shirt to WrestleMania and stuff. Um, and uh, the fact that he's coming back now to fight Rusev at this Greatest War Rumble in Saudi Arabia or Jeddah or wherever. And... Uh, He's expected to wrestle again. It's kind of a bummer. It means I got to go to WrestleMania next year so I can be there for his retirement so I don't miss that moment. 
but on that note, that was my probably my favorite moment of the the night. But once again, I just talked about that for a couple of minutes. That's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the stories, my experience. We're here to talk about my entire experience down at WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans. I was staying at the Crown Plaza Hotel, the Astro Crown Plaza Hotel, right next to Bourbon Street. I was on Canal Street, like. I, I literally would step out of the hotel and I was on bourbon. So you can tell that my nights and my mornings were insane. Uh, but let's start from the beginning, planning to go to WrestleMania. I, I know for the last four years I've been running the Wrestling Classic. I started in 2014. And uh, I don't count 2014 as a year of like... I started in February, so I don't really count WrestleMania 30 as a... Obviously, I wanted to go, but it wasn't something that I should have been there for. It's just something I really wanted to go to missed it but 31 32 33 34 because by 31 like i i kind of was already getting popular and i probably should have been down at wrestlemania 31 um 32 i was there and 32 was a huge moment for me when i went to dallas for wrestlemania 32 that's when i realized that oh the wrestling classic has potential a lot of people really dig what i'm doing on social media and on instagram back then i used to tweet i don't fucking like twitter but uh, i remember seeing people wearing my shirts because I, I, I sold some shirts a little bit before wrestlemania 32 and uh and, and and i remember someone came out of wrestlecon and i have a, actually still have a picture of him i forget his username i think it was mo eden mo one just eden or something but uh he uh he walked out and he was wearing a wrestling classic shirt and I have the picture of him holding two belts and wearing the shirt. I wasn't in the picture because back then I was still a mystery man. Nobody knew who I was, my name, any of that like you guys do now. Now you guys see my face on my story and my page all the time and stuff. But back then nobody knew so I, I took a picture of him holding two belts and wearing, holding his two title belts and wearing my shirt. And I think it was around WrestleMania 32 when I realized, oh, uh, there's potential here. This isn't. I could turn this hobby into something more if I really put work into it. And I can make money off it. I can make connections and network and do all the stuff that I didn't realize before. Like pretty much, I realized the power of social media at WrestleMania 32, and that my passion was coming through to everybody else that followed me. And and that was the biggest thing because I started the wrestling classic because I was passionate about wrestling because I loved it my entire life. I wanted to connect with wrestling fans and I wanted wrestling fans to come together in one place. And uh and then I also when I realized that I was getting a lot of people to follow me that were wrestling fans and I built that community, my next biggest goal was well, you know what? I was posting a lot of classic stuff. I got a lot of people following me that didn't watch professional wrestling anymore. So I wanted to get I wanted to get wrestling fans that didn't watch anymore to start watching again, get kind of intrigued because I pick, I post a mixture of old school and the current stuff. And then I wanted the younger fans, the kids that weren't around for like the Attitude Era or the Rock and Wrestling Era in the '80s to like see the stuff on my page and be intrigued and want to go on the WWE Network and watch it. So. I just wanted everybody to appreciate wrestling the same way I do because I'm a student of the game. I'm a wrestling historian, some people might say. Like, I'm a nerd for this stuff. I'll sit there and I'll read and I'll learn and I want to know everything that happened in the past. I'm also still a passionate wrestling fan today that loves the current product, will never hate on wrestling, and I just want to bring out a positive vibe to wrestling to everyone. I want everyone to understand why I think it's the greatest form of art and athleticism. At WrestleMania 32, I realized there was potential. I realized that I have have the ability to spread the word about wrestling and make it a bigger thing. So 
I went to WrestleMania 32, and then I didn't go to WrestleMania 33, and I was devastated because I, I should have been down there. And if this trip proved anything, um, th- this year WrestleMania 34 being in New Orleans, I definitely should never re- miss a WrestleMania again because man, it feels like home. It's my element. I'm around my people. I I love it. Like I miss it. Like I like I feel at home right now at home. And other than this place other than this house and this little city like you know you go on vacation you can go to hawaii you go to england you can go to las vegas you can go to new york and you don't ever really feel at home like you 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 don't feel at home you feel like you're on a vacation you feel like you're on a trip i was there and i didn't feel like i was on a vacation i felt like i was hanging out with a bunch of my friends at home in a wrestling city where everything was like dude you couldn't walk down bourbon street they were playing wrestling music in the bars and those wrestling t-shirts everywhere and there's just fans just passionate diehard fans this all over the place and i i couldn't have been more comfortable it couldn't have been more of my element like i it was amazing and then all the people i got to meet that followed the page and they want to take selfies with me and they, they you know they, they're like hey do you mind if we just can i have a quick conversation with you and i and i and i and i stopped and i tried to talk to everybody and i tried to take pictures with everyone that wanted to take a picture anytime i met someone i'm like hey if you, you know like what do you like about the page i appreciate you following i thanked everybody i could but I know for a fact going forward, like I, I cannot miss another, another WrestleMania because I went, to th- I missed thirty one, but I didn't, I didn't really know. I just felt like was, I should have went. Uh, I went to thirty two and I saw the potential of what could be and what the wrestling classic could be to the people. Um, thirty three I missed, which was unfortunate, but I think honestly, maybe I was meant to miss 33 because I needed to. It fired me up a little bit more than I missed, and I want to make sure that I went to WrestleMania 34. Like, I want to make sure I was in New Orleans. I missed the WrestleMania in Orlando last year, and I want to make fucking sure I was going to be in New Orleans this year. It didn't matter what happened, I was going to make sure I was going to be there. And when I start with my stories about my WrestleMania weekend, you'll understand what I mean, because there was a very, very high chance I wasn't going to be there this year. There was almost no chance. Like, I... I tried everything to go there and to make it the most, make the most out of the trip, like make it the best possible trip, not just to enjoy the shows, not just to be there for WrestleMania, not just to party, the most, make the most out of the trip to benefit the wrestling classic, to benefit what I've been trying to do with this page, with this brand, with this family of ours, this misfit family of wrestling fans. I want to make sure that I could bring more to the table maybe get more interviews maybe get more connections and networks if i learned anything the past year from the year i didn't go to wrestlemania from 2017 is that i networked the fuck out of myself i talked and tried to make connections with every single person i could and i got to do some really cool stuff whether it was interview sheamus interview jinder mahal um and I made some really cool friends, man. Like people like Cleo Thomas and Joe Santagato, and all the beautiful models that I uh, that I post all the time, and I talk to, and that follow me and support me, and just wrestlers like Charlotte and Natalia and the Usos and Fandango, and uh, you know the great conversations I've had with like Peter Rosenberg and stuff like that. Like, and we'll get into that too because the fact that I went to WrestleMania this year and some of the wrestlers knew exactly where I was, like that's insane. That's insane, and I wanted to make sure when I went down to New Orleans this year, 
when I went to WrestleMania this year, it was to do more for the wrestling classic, do more for our family. And uh, it almost didn't happen, man. It almost didn't happen. But I know what it was like to miss it last year. And because of that, I, I had the fire in me to make sure that didn't happen again. You know? So basically, here we go. I'm going to start with the whole planning of trying to go to WrestleMania 34. The ups, the downs, the almost, the the support I had. And I'm going to tell you guys all the all the times I failed, all the times that I literally thought something was going to happen and it didn't. And where most people would be sad about that and be like, well, fuck, just my luck, everything's over, blah, 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 blah. I still kept trying. And I still tried to make the most out of every single opportunity. And if anything, by the end of this, if you, if you take anything away from this, just take away the fact that I'm going to tell you that I fucked up so many times, but no matter how many times I fucked up, I made shit happen. And you can too if you just try. You're going to fail. If you don't fail at anything, that means you're not trying hard enough. Because you, when you try, you fail. And you fail again and again and again. And you're going to keep on fucking failing. It's a person that keeps failing but still keeps a positive attitude and still keeps trying, that eventually accomplishes what they're trying to do or accomplishes something, you know, because they keep trying. They don't give up, you know. They don't just lay down and take failure as, oh, it's not for me. They take failure as a lesson to get back up, be stronger, be wiser, and go kick some fucking ass and do not fail the same way they did the last time. Maybe they'll fail a different way, but they do the same thing, and I'm that type. I have that type of attitude that's a type of monster and beast that I am. But, uh, yeah, so let's go to what, let's go to what I tried doing this year. Um, basically, sorry, I looked at my phone, I probably shouldn't do that while I'm on here. But you know what, you guys, you guys are, you guys are staying with me, because we're a family, right? The TWC family. Uh, let's, let's start from 2017, let's say. So basically, I, like I was mentioning before, I tried to make a bunch of, uh, network connections in the past year, and, uh. And one of the biggest ones that I made was with Seamus. And I know you guys have seen me post my interview with Seamus on YouTube. If you haven't checked it out, go on YouTube, check out my interview with Seamus. And uh, I know a lot of you have been able to see that I've been able to network with guys like Seamus and Jinder Mahal and Summer Rae and stuff. And uh, because I've been able to make these connections with them and talk to them, I, I thought it wouldn't be harmful to you know to slide in their dms and ask for advice i didn't ask them for any favors I, there was no favors and i'm like hey can you help me with this i'm like hey i have a question and and i went into it uh, with that mindset of like i i don't want to ask for anything i don't want to ask them for something and them having to be in that awkward position where they have to be like ah no 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 i'm not asking for advice just and you know and advice and like Hey, how do not how how do I do this? Like, what what like can you lead me into the direction? Do you know which way to go about if I want to do this? And the question was, how do I get WrestleMania Radio Row? What Radio Row is a media day uh, for some people that because I think it's more media media row now because it's not just you know radio and podcasts. It's video interviews for you know it's YouTube and Instagram. It's everything. So basically, I was like, how do I get that? Like, I want to do interviews with wrestlers for WrestleMania weekend for the WWE and promote WrestleMania. Let me be a part of that. Like I have half a million followers. I have all these huge celebrities and stuff that follow like the weekend and LeBron James and the rock and whatnot. And, uh, you know, and like, 
I, like, I have wrestling fans that love professional wrestling that follow me. Some that don't watch no more, that we can try to get it back into it by these interviews I do with the wrestlers and this year's event, about this year's event. And I got the hardcore fans that are going to be excited to see that, oh, we're getting these exclusive interviews from the Wrestling Classic. Yeah, that's that's our page, you know? So I was trying really hard, you know? And, uh, and uh, Seamus was the nicest to literally directly link me to the person I need to be talking to to try to get it. And it was months of pre- it was months it was a, it was a, it wasn't like a one week two week type of situation. It was a it was a, like a few month like it was like a four or five month process. And at that point when it was taking so long and it wasn't like they wanted me to come right away type of situation. Not saying that they should have. They don't know who I am. I'm to them I'm nobody. I'm and I'm a nobody to a lot of people. I'm not special, right? But for my from my perspective, I was being positive about it. I was trying to have good vibes. I'm like, you know, Seamus did refer me, so there's a better chance of it happening. But uh, it didn't happen. Long story short, like it was went for four or five months. We we're going back and forth. Like I even got really prepared, and I got like a had a sick camera crew. Shout out to Envision Media, uh, Colin Marshall and Braden Freerbridge, like amazing camera guys. They're the ones that filmed my Seamus interviews. My um, Seamus interview on YouTube. I don't know why I said interviews, you know. You know, Ryan, The Struggles. Shout out to The Struggles Spotlight Series podcast. He's like, yo, dude, don't make the podcast shitty. And I'm like, honestly, I'm just going to jump on there. And I'm just going to wing it. And I'm going to be totally comfortable with it. Because I don't give a fuck. Well, I'm talking to my people. I'm talking to my family. I'm talking to the misfits, you know. I'm talking to the misfits of the world. But uh, <laughs> long story short, it didn't It didn't go through. Basically, uh, we got the no uh in march like the end of february beginning of march meaning wrestlemania was only like a month away at this point and i had a camera crew i had my my boy scott Pacini of two track entertainment man like i can't tell you how hard and how much he helped me to try to make this shit happen i had other friends that kept saying yo let's plan wrestlemania let's plan wrestlemania and then they disappear and stuff uh whether they you know what, whether they were busy or just they weren't sure if they could actually go and not not I don't know but they kept saying let's plan and leaving Scott was there anytime I called him he was right back at it uh, shout out to Scott Pacini two track entertainment arrow top like this guy he's always doing so many different things and he was trying to make this shit happen he was ready to rock and roll and come down to New Orleans and we were gonna get all the interviews we were getting we were gonna kill it but um we got the no we got the no near the end of february early march and you know seamus seamus was even shocked because he you know he he's a, he's a huge like i'm a big seamus fan and he, he appreciates the page and he appreciates what i'm trying to do he gets it and i appreciate seamus because he gets it and that makes honestly most of the people that do support or i've been able to connect with are people that get it you know like jinder gets it seamus gets it danielle gets it they see that i'm trying to showcase wrestling in a positive way and you know just make people enjoy it i just want people to enjoy wrestling i want people to appreciate the same way i do i don't i'm not on there being like this sucks that sucks oh you know the old days were better than today and blah blah i'll state my opinion i'll tell you when i think how I'll, i'll tell you when i agree to disagree with what they're doing and how my creative mind would have booked it myself or any creative differences i feel like i'll tell you when i think a show wasn't good or a match wasn't as good as people thought it was and i have my favorites obviously people i don't 
really care about that much because it's all opinion based but i'll never shit on the wrestling i'll never shit on the wwe i'll never say i'll stop watching i never will say that i hate professional wrestling i hate it i want wrestling to prosper i want the whole business to prosper i want it to be as popular as it can possibly be i want it to be as popular as it was when i was a kid when everybody was almost watching so a lot of these wrestlers they get that but obviously they're not the ones calling the shots for like these media days and everything else so I appreciate Seamus for helping, and he was he he was pretty shocked too when I got to know, and he, and he was still going to try to make some stuff happen, and that is one of the reasons why. So I got to know at the end of February, and I and I had to, st- and I and I was like, oh well, I don't think I'm going anymore now, you know, and I, because when you get media row, some things are taken care of for taken care of for you, so it would have been a little bit of a less expensive trip, but once we got to know then the camera guys who aren't the biggest wrestling fans kind of backed out and then you know scott was going through some shit at that point and he he couldn't go no more and i'm like well I'm, I, I can't miss wrestlemania again like i i missed it last year there's no chance in hell that i can miss it again so i uh i was like fuck it i'm going i'm gonna find a way to fucking go and uh i had i had some people that were going to be down there that kind of said you know i'm going to try to do this for you if you come down i'll try to do that for you if you come down i'll I'll try to take you to uh you know media day just to observe and meet this person or or you know come down here and i'll try to get you into some stuff because they you know they they see the potential and they understand what i'm trying to do and they get it and these were some very credible people that were saying these things to me so i'm like man me not going would be the worst thing possible like i have to go i can't not go like i need to be in new orleans and i had to you know pull some favors from from family members and friends to make sure i was down there this year and a lot of people when i mentioned on my page i was stressed out about going it was because i was literally going there you know everyone's like you're just you you know you're a fan you're going there to enjoy the show like yeah obviously i was going there to enjoy the show and stuff but for me i was going there to try to make some shit happen and make some moves and just network some more in person because that that's my element like i should be down there you know wrestlemania 31 and 30 i wasn't i I wasn't really doing anything this was just a hobby and i shouldn't have been down there and i wasn't it wasn't anything serious wrestlemania 32 i saw the potential wrestlemania 33 i should have been down there and starting to make these connections and trying to do this stuff a little bit earlier but maybe it was meant to happen this year because at this point i'm like i have to be down there i need to be able to meet people face to face that have made these connections with over social media i need to be able to meet my followers that are down there so they can have that personal connection with me so you know if one day i get hacked or my instagram gets deleted or something they still want to follow the wrestling classic because they you know we have that connection now it's not just a wrestling page it's a guy that's behind the page because there's so many goddamn fucking wrestling pages on social media now what's gonna make you stand out different and what's gonna make you grow like i don't always just want to be a wrestling page i want to be a part of the business i want to somehow contribute to the business in a in a way like if i ha- i never thought that was possible you know five six years ago before i had the wrestling classic that was just like a pipe dream something that i wanted but it was like you know and that would never happen it was a pipe dream it was something that like you know every time i was in school and whether i was doing marketing whether i was doing in a creative writing class whether i was in english whether i was 
learning finance, I get in the back metals. It's like, how can I work in the wrestling industry with this shit? Like, that's all I've ever wanted my entire life is to somehow work in the wrestling industry. I, I wouldn't say I wanted to be a wrestler, but I sure as hell fucking wanted to be involved. I wanted to be involved in it somehow by destiny. I, by making a wrestling page one day when I was eating eating Prote and watching the wrestling classic on the WWE network, I, I, I to connect with wrestling fans it grew into something more and these opportunities started coming and I'm like, I might fail. I might never work in the wrestling industry and have the opportunity to do so, but the only way I'll be happy with myself when I'm old and I'm laying on my deathbed is knowing that I fucking tried. And that's what I've been trying to do for the last year and a half. I've been trying to be more than just a wrestling page. I don't want to just sit there and post wrestling videos 24-7 and be a nobody. I want you guys to follow me and believe in me and support me and help me try to get there because if I can get there, we all get there. I'm the man of you guys. We're a family. You know what I mean? That's what We're a family. You know? We're a family. We're TWC worldwide, baby. So... <laughs> If I can make it, then you guys can make it. And I want to I wanna be able to show that power of social media on the larger level. So I've been trying to make things happen. And uh, I knew that sitting on my couch at home, watching WrestleMania 34 from home, wasn't going to make anything happen. It, all these dreams and all these ideas of wanting to be involved in the wrestling business somehow or give back to it or... You know, and I, I found this way through social media and through Instagram, through an Instagram page to network and get myself this close to it. I'm getting so, I feel like I'm getting so much close to it. And once I've been back from, once I've been back since, well, I can't even speak English, but since I've been back from New Orleans, like, I, I feel it even more that I'm even closer. Like, oh, this is more real than I thought. And I want to get to those stories in a second, but like, I knew for a fact that I could not be sitting at home on my couch watching WrestleMania. That wasn't going to make a difference, and that wasn't going to get me any closer. Like, I needed to be in New Orleans. And I didn't need to be there just to go to WrestleMania and go to the shows as a fan. I needed to be there to connect in person with the people that I've made these connections with over social media. You know, and, and the reason why someone like Seamus was willing to help me is because we had that personal connection. I've been able to meet him in person, and we've talked, and he knows who I am. And I think that makes a huge difference. You can talk to someone over social media forever, but unless you meet them and you make that personal connection, there's always going to be that I don't really know them. You know, that, that, that feeling of, oh, yeah, we talk. And, and for me, like, sometimes it's weird for me, too. Like, I'll be like, oh, yeah, like, I talk to blah, 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 blah over social media. I'm like, can I really call? Like, you can call him a friend, I think. You can definitely be like, oh, that's my buddy. But can you really be like, oh, we're close. I really want to help that person out unless you've really met them. And then you, once you've actually met them, you're kind of like, oh, you know, he, he's cool. He's actually he's a good guy. Or he's She's a cool chick, you know? I met her, and, you know, we made that personal connection now, and it's a little bit different. So I think that's... And I, I know that from my perspective, because I'm like that, too. Like, I can talk to a lot of people. Once I meet them, and we met in person, and we've hung out, or we've talked, it's a different vibe. I'm like, now I, now I personally kind of know this person. I, I, I've seen them. I've, they've, we've been in the same place at the same time, and we've talked. So I, I knew sitting at home wasn't going to do it, so I had to go. I pulled in some favors from some friends and families. Friends and family. From my friends and family, and I uh, got a... I got a, I got a, I got a flight, and I, I called my boy Mitch, Mitch Mulligan. He used to wrestle at ECCW. He's, he's big in uh, MMA more than he is in wrestling, so he wants to go more in that direction. But uh, he's a trained independent wrestler, and his boys, uh, Scotty, Tyler, and uh, Steven, 
Steve, we're going to call him Steve for this podcast, they were all crashing together. And I called Mitch like two weeks before WrestleMania. So, like, I found out, I got the know for the WWE media, media row thing about the end of February, uh, beginning of March. So, within that same week, I'm like, fuck it, I got to go. I called Mitch, and I'm like, hey, let me stay with you guys. Uh, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm like, I'll sleep on the floor. I'll pitch in for the hotel because, you know, for me to book a hotel for those days would have been super expensive. But to pitch in on a hotel for five days amongst five other guys it wouldn't be as expensive and i'm booking everything last minute so if when you book things last minute and they know it's wrestlemania weekend the prices went up a lot so uh i'm like yo i'll sleep on the floor i'll make sure the fridge is always filled with beer i'll pitch in like whatever you want me to do just you know i, I just need a place to crash and uh it would mean the world to me because i'm just I'm, I'm really coming down there for the potential opportunities uh, nothing might happen i knew that i knew it could go down there and nothing might happen but i was going to go down there and i was trying to make the best out of the situation and he's like you know what i got you you can stay with us because what we're, we're cool we've met each other so many times we've hung out see we've had that personal connection if i just talked to him on social media and never met him before and i asked him this he might have been like i don't really know i don't know who you are or what you look like or what you smell like and all that shit but uh <laughs> But because we've hung out, because we've known each other, and we've seen each other for the past like three years, because he wrestled down here in Vancouver, we had that personal connection. For so for him to say yeah, it wasn't that there wasn't that much hesitation, you know. So he's like yeah, no, definitely, dude. He's like just make sure there's you know don't worry about the whole pitching in thing. Just make sure there's always beer in the whole tower room. And uh, I made sure the whole time I was there, there's always beer in the whole tower room. I think at least once. Every day I grabbed a 30 case or a, 20, a 26 case of beer and I had it in the hotel room. Um, what were we drinking? Kua's Light Banquet, I think that was. We drank a lot of those. Like I made sure, man. Like I, I held up my side of the deal. Um, those, And then I got to meet his buddies that w- were staying with him, uh, Scotty, Tyler, and Steve. Uh, like I, Literally the week before we left, because Mitch was wrestling his last match at ECCW before he takes a break from wrestling or possibly retires forever, uh, to pursue things in MMA, but uh, did all four of those guys, just stand-up guys, man. I made sure there was beer in the room for them. The, I I fucked up a lot the weekend, you know. I I, those, I was a pretty shitty house guest at times. Like I uh, I think I disappeared all of Friday to hang out with uh, the New York people, and because of that, I didn't get home till like four thirty a.m. and and I was I, I I left my I left my room key. I lost my room key, I think actually, and. And I couldn't get back in there. And I knocked on the door at 8 a.m. to wake him up. I waited. I tried to be nice. And I'm like, I don't want to wake him up. They just got home. But like 8 a.m., I knocked on the door. And Mitch let me in. I think Friday morning, my alarm went off. And it's Michael Jackson's going to be starting something. I'll show you exactly what it is, actually. So basically, these guys had to wake up to this. Where is it? Where is it? So this was going off Friday morning <laughs> at like, I think, 8 a.m. Because I thought I might get to go to media day to observe. It didn't go through either. Imagine to wake up to this. And nobody wanted to get up and turn it off.
That's basically what I wake up to every single morning, so you can tell I get hyped in the morning. First thing in the morning, I just jump into my bed, I'm like, wanna be starting something, gotta be starting something. But uh, that night I didn't. I We went out the night before. So you know what, let's start from the beginning. So I got to stay with Mitch, guys. I flew out, they got out there the day before me. They got out there, um, I believe it was, they got out there Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon, and I got in Thursday morning at 6 a.m. So I, I remember sitting at the airport, because I, uh, I left really late Wednesday night, it was like a 10-hour flight with a layover in San Francisco, California. And uh, I remember looking at the snaps and stuff from Bourbon Street. It was just popping. Like, everyone was drinking and partying. The wrestlers were all on the streets. I was getting pictures of them hanging out with, like, Liv Morgan and Jack Gallagher guys. And that tells you how New Orleans is for WrestleMania because everybody parties in this one central area on the street called Bourbon Street. Like, that's where you're going to find majority majority of everyone. Like, and that's where the wrestlers have to go and hang out, too, because it's, it's that bumping. And I saw wrestlers on on that strip all week from like Gregory Helms, Matt Seidel, uh, just everybody, man. I saw so many wrestlers on that strip. It was insane. Jinder Mahal, Bobby Lashley. But basically, uh, who else was a Kelly Kelly guys? I saw Kelly Kelly and who was it? It was Kelly Kelly, Candice Michelle, Tori Wilson, and like there was one more and they were having like a twerking contest at this place across from the swamp and I was like that's absolutely positively insane <laughs> and it was weird too because I just met Kelly Kelly that morning at WrestleCon and that was what was going on but um yeah so I got in Thursday morning at 6 a.m I didn't once again trying to be a good uh, random house guest I was sleeping on the floor and keeping beer in the room I didn't want to wake these guys up so I went to IHOP and I ate and I uh and when we got together man and we spent the whole morning um Thursday morning, just kind of, you know, going around, seeing things, hanging out in bourbon, grabbing some beers. They got three for one beers, so it's, like, almost impossible not to get fucked up. <laughs> and it's, like, so cheap. And uh, we went and, you know, we had some beignets, I think they're called. They're, like, the New Orleans donut, powdery donut thing that that's, like, their cuisine down there and stuff. The, their famous baked good. And we went to Louis Armstrong Park, and we did a lot of that type of stuff in the morning. And in the evening, we were planning to go to Wally Mania. And, uh, that was just my first day there. That was, that was Thursday. And I got there at 6 a.m. and I barely slept. And I just, I, once I got there, like, as much as I was stressed out, but, like, I, I need to do all these things. I need to make these connections. I need to hang out with these people and make, uh, like, I'm like, you know what, man? I'm, I'm here with you guys. I'm staying with you guys. I'm a part of this crew for the week. <laughs> I'm a part of this crew for those next five days. Um, and I, and it was a blast. I'm, I'm glad I got to stay with them. It would, it would have been a whole different experience if I went down there by myself and I didn't stay with them. I can't tell you how grateful I was that I had that opportunity. And uh, these guys treated me like a part of the crew the entire time. Even then, uh, even like after nights, after like I think Friday was gone majority of the day. We were on different. We had different plans for what we wanted to do, and back Saturday we're, we're hanging out again and stuff like. So like Mitch, Scotty, Tyler, and uh, Steve just top-notch dudes quality stand-up dudes we have so many stupid memories and shit together um but yeah so we got to uh, so friday night what thursday night was wally mania so we went to wally mania and it was a little bit further away oh we went to the superstore too that's what we did on thursday we went to the wwe uh superstar access so for those who have never been to wrestlemania before at access they usually have a store there where you can buy your wrestling merchandise, and there was, it was packed, and I got to meet, like, a lot of cool people there, too, that follow the page, and, like, uh, Carmella underscore rules, WWE and stuff, and it was, it was awesome, and I always love going to the Superstore, it's, like, 
you literally want to buy everything, but you know you can't. And and I remember uh, I was trying to transfer some money from my Google Pay to my account, and it wasn't there yet. So I had to take it easy for the first day. Got in there Friday, and I was set for the rest of the week. But uh, that Thursday was rough. That Thursday was rough. I was living off a couple of hundred bucks because I was waiting for some money to transfer. But uh, I think I bought some cool things. I bought a Macho Man Shaker Cup, which was really hard because they had like an NWO Shaker Cup, Bret Hart Shaker Cup, Ric Flair Shaker Cup. And technically, I wanted them all, but I'm like, dude, how many Shaker Cups can you have? Like, I already have a Stone Cold one, a Flash one, a Batman one, a Wolverine one. Like, I, I was like, I gotta take it easy. I got my cousin an Ultimate Warrior Shaker Cup. I got this really cool skull thing that current is for uh, WrestleMania 34. And. Some other stuff, but that's at the point. The Wrestling Superstore is super cool at Access. If you ever get to go to WrestleMania, check it out. And if you've never been to Access, go to Access. I think Access is a really cool thing to try to go and check out if you're going to WrestleMania for the first time. I always kind of say this. This is my opinion on it. Um, If you go to Access once, you don't really need to go for like another couple of years if you go to WrestleMania every year because it's the same shit every year. But the, there is a lot of cool shit there. Like to see the Elimination Chamber and all the memorabilia, like that's all super cool. And the entrance ramps and all that stuff that they have there, it's all super, super cool. But at the same time, it's like you don't necessarily need to do it every year because it's the same thing every year. So if you've done it once, it's a great experience. Everyone should experience it. It's great if, um, I, like waiting in line to meet wrestlers, I'm not really huge on that. Mostly if you just get to see them for two minutes and they like it's just I don't know. WrestleCon is a lot more intimate. If you try to go there and meet wrestlers, it's very easy. The lineups aren't as long, and uh, you, some you there's no like like you can talk to them for as long as you kind of want. Obviously, you don't want to stand there for like 20 minutes and have a conversation with you know. Kenny Omega Stone Cold when he has a lineup that's like out the fucking door but at the same time like you have that ability to have a more personal connection with them rather than uh, access where you get up there you get to say your hi you might get your hug or whatever you take your quick picture and then they're kind of like okay yeah so who's next and you're like getting pushed away and shit like I don't know I'm not huge on that about access WrestleCon's dope um, access is cool for all the stuff that's there so if you've never been to WrestleMania before make sure you go to access anyways we went to the superstore I bought some stuff I didn't buy some stuff saw a bunch of people it was super cool check out the superstore Rusev was there I was glad I got to see Rusev um, I was really jealous that everyone got to see wrestlers the day before me you know Ryan the struggles uh, he was there the night before too and he's like dude you missed out Wednesday it was lit I don't think it's gonna be this lit that much and everyone was telling me Wednesdays uh, Wednesday and Thursdays are the other days everyone's out because by Friday then it gets down to business and everyone's doing you know Hall of Fames and WrestleManias and all that stuff totally false because i swear to god there was wrestlers on bourbon street all week all, all five days i was there so that's insane um but i was nervous at first i'm like man i missed it on the most bumpy night nobody's gonna be out partying the next couple of nights while i'm here that sucks i was wrong by the end of the week i'm like holy shit i've met so many wrestlers this is so cool but at first i was tripping because i i wasn't there when joey janela's pal driving dudes on the street you know i wasn't there for that i missed out i missed out but anyways yeah and Wally Mania totally made me feel like I didn't miss out because we went to Wally Mania um, and it was a good time, man. It was a good time. Mark Henry was getting interviewed. I was kind of upset that we went there so early because if we stayed on Bourbon a little bit longer, we could have saw Elias because he was out at on Bourbon Street. He did a surprise appearance and performed in one of the pubs there, one of the bars, which is super cool. I wish I was there for that. But, you know, got to see Mark Henry on, with John Pollock and waiting and and uh mvp was there and stuff too and what what wally mania basically is is wally the rapper 
basically holds his own event every year at WrestleMania for like the last four or five years, and it's always on a like a pub bar location and. He has a lot of VIP wrestling. Wrestler, he has a VIP section where there's a lot of wrestlers and celebrities and stuff that usually show up in the VIP section. I remember like last year, the Bruce Pritchard and Eric Bischoff and a bunch of people were there. Um, Noel Foley was like bartending, I think, at that one and stuff. And there was like a bunch of wrestlers at last year's. And um, this year, I wasn't sure who was going to be there. And uh, we just bought basic tickets for like $25 to get in. I literally bought mine the day of. And we went, and my buddy Mitch is like, hmm, maybe we should uh, sneak into the VIP section. Oh, wait, we gotta rewind before I get to what, how we snuck into the VIP section. This is the most random podcast ever. I'm just, I told you guys I'd be jumping all over the place. For me to keep a straight story, like, I mixed up my stories up so much, but, uh, so Scotty bought a belt and scotty bought an attitude era world title belt and we're walking back to our hotel from the superstore and some dude from chile is like oh my god he saw his belt on his shoulder right and he's all like big wrestling fan from chile from chile and uh he he, and he wanted to take a picture with scotty's belt and uh it was a brand spanking you like right off the shelf and shit and he wanted to take a picture with scotty's belt and and Scotty just said, yeah, sure, okay. So he let the guy take a picture with the belt. But the funniest thing about it was Scotty didn't realize it. But I looked at Tyler and I looked at Mitch because I saw this Chilean dude, like, kiss the belt. Like, he kissed it. Like, you know, like, you kiss the belt because you're happy you want it. He, like, laid a big smackaroo on it. And I, I looked at these guys and I'm like, he kissed the belt. And they didn't understand what I was tripping about. But I'm like, dude, nobody should kiss your belt before you kiss your belt. Technically, nobody should kiss your belt ever. But nobody should kiss your belt until you kiss it. <laughs> it was just funny. So I started running a started running a rumor all weekend about uh, that basically uh, anything bad that happened if uh, anything bad that happened was a Chilean curse because the guy kissed his belt and now we're all cursed for the rest of the weekend. It's stupid. It's silly, but it was funny because anytime something got fucked up or I fucked up doing something, I'm like oh, it's the Chilean curse because he kissed your fucking belt. But. um... <laughs> I know, you guys are probably like, what a loser, but it's, you know, just try, trying to make the best, trying to have the best time down there, you know, trying to make the most out of my time down there, so, and it was at Wally Mania, and Mitch, who, I guess he snuck in last year or something, I'm throwing him under the bus, was like, you know what, I'm gonna sneak into the VIP section, and, uh, we go close to the gate, and he's, I don't know, he kept pushing the gate, and he somehow slid his skinny ass through the fucking gate, and he got to the other side in the VIP section, and I was like, what the fuck? And I was a little buzzing at this point, you know. I was drinking some beers all day, pretty much. And I was like, well, now I need to get inside Wally Mania. Like, how do I get to the other side? And I'm looking over there, and I see, like, Noel Foley and Frank the, the Clown and Marty Skrull and, you know, Sean Mooney and all these guys are there. And I actually, uh, you know, I saw Jimmy Jacobs, and I got to take a picture of Jimmy Jacobs earlier in the night and stuff, too, which was cool. That's that's the night we met AJ. Uh, she's Keep Me on Instagram. Shout out to Keep Me on Instagram. Check out her Keep Me shop. She sells a bunch of vintage clothing and stuff, and um, she was really cool. I got to do a really cool vintage wrestling t-shirt piece with her at WrestleCon on Sunday morning, I believe it was, and, uh, was it Sunday morning or was it Saturday morning? Saturday morning, I think it was, and it was super cool because, uh, 
I gotta do a piece with her for some vintage dressing shirts for high snob, snob snobility snobility on Instagram. They have like 2.1 million followers, and she's doing a piece for them about um, vintage wrestling tees. I brought a couple of my vintage wrestling tees with me, and we did a quick little interview thing. And I got to meet her buddy uh, as well. I think his name was Adam. I believe I'm forgetting. My bad. I apologize. And. Uh, they hung with us like all week and uh, AJ literally became like the sixth member of our crew. <laughs> Shout out to AJ. Keep me. Look out for the interview thing too about the vintage dressing tees. They interviewed a lot of cool people. She dresses up in this cool cane. Um, I forget the word they call when people dress up as people. I like cons. What is it called? What is the word? Cosplay. She cosplays as cane. That's the word. Yeah, but, um, so she does that shit, and, uh, she looks killer in that shit, too. But, um, she makes a pretty good-looking cane, you know? When did you ever think you'd say that? But, um, yeah, so anyways, Mitch snuck into the VIP, and there was no way I wasn't gonna get in there, and I remember, uh, talking to Mitch talking to the security guard, I'm like, dude, just let me in, you just like, uh, you only really let Mitch in, but I'm like, you just let like, three people sneak in, now you're not letting me in, like, what difference does it make? And the security guards are like, oh no, man, you're just saying that because you're mad you're not in here, and this and that. Long story short, went by Sean Mooney, started pushing the gate, Sean Mooney's my boy, uh, <laughs> I've talked to Sean Mooney and his people a lot about his podcast and promoting it on my page, we took a picture earlier on, he knew what the fuck I was trying to do, I started pushing the gate. He kind of pulled it open. I snuck in. I was VIP for the night. And the cool thing about VIP is it's open bar back there. It's just a party. I was on stage with Wally guys. <laughs> Me, Wally. I was on stage with Wally and Smoke Dizza and all these guys. And, you know, I think Jimmy... I was about to say Jimmy Iovine. Oh, my God. I don't know. Hopefully that's his name. He was DJing and stuff. And Mojo was a Mojo for all he was. Up there. I was fucked. Like, I was literally on stage with all these wrestling stuff. And nobody questioned if I was VIP or not. Like, it wasn't even a thing. I was wearing my wrestling classic shirt with the NWO Chalkline jacket. Shout out to Chalkline. Rocked their jackets all weekend. Got so many compliments. And so many people asked me where I got them from. Chalklineofficial.com. Chalkline Apparel. Google them. See, you'll see me tag them in a lot of posts. They'll be in my story all the time. They make some of the coolest Famation jackets, retro style, super cool vintage looking shit. In a modern style. Yeah. Chalkline official. But uh, I was rocking a man W Chalkline jacket with a wrestling classic shirt. Anytime I introduced myself as a wrestling classic, some people knew. Like uh, Mojo knew who I was and um Frank no Frank the Clown and Noel kinda knew who I was, so super cool. I uh, got to meet like Liv Morgan and Aaliyah and Conrad Thompson from something to wrestle with and um what happened when? And that was awesome for me because I, I listen to those podcasts on like a weekly basis. And the only thing I kind of wish was I wish I wasn't so drunk. I wish I was a little bit more sober because I might have been a little bit of like a drunk mark at that time. But like I wasn't mark. I'm never like a mark mark. I was just like I might have just been talking about shit that doesn't really matter and shit. But doesn't matter because it was a great experience. I had a blast. We're all Van Dammers back there. I had a shot. I grabbed a drink with Marty Skrull. Took a, got to meet Marty Skrull and Rockstar Spud. Had a cool conversation with them. Um, had a little incident with MVP where I think he got mad at me. But then after I think like, oh, after I went up to him, I was like, my bad about that. He's like, oh no, it's not cool, man. Just you know. Watch where you go, and I'm like, my bad. <laughs> but uh, talked to Alicia Fox really quickly. It was, it was super cool. Um, I got to do something. This is exclusive. This is only on this podcast. You're never going to hear the story anywhere else. Um, there we go. Are you guys ready? Drum roll for this. Um, this is something that I'll remember forever. I will never forget this. And uh, it was something that I knocked off my bucket list that I didn't even know was on my bucket list. But, uh, but I got... St- Stoned with Rob Van Dam, like you know, 
and now before everyone judges me, like, don't be wrong, I'm not the biggest, like, pot smoker or anything, like, I'm not against it whatsoever, though, I've done it once in a while, still do every once in a while, and, um, it's, you know, too much of anything's bad for you, but I don't think it's a big deal, but to say that I got to get high with the raw van down, what? Like, that's insane, like, totally something I never expected to do in my life, but it happened, he was standing there, and he was smoking up you know, a fatty, and I looked at him, and I just kind of nodded, and he's like, no, and then he looked at me, and he smiled, and he gave me a nod back, and he passed it over, and it was, like, the coolest, it's something, I remember, like, I totally, and I remember that happened, and it was me, it was Robin M, it was Smokey's Dizza, who follows the page, you know, Kush God, and, uh, on Instagram, and he, uh, and I, I messaged him when I got back, and I'm like, yo, that's crazy, he's like, I said the same thing, I'm like, yo, it knocks me off my bucket list, I didn't even know it was on there, like, I never thought that would happen in my life, like, how cool is that, like, that's what a lot of people know Rob Van Dam for, and, like, I had a moment with Rob Van Dam in that same situation, man, I had a, I had a drink with Marty Skrull, like, this is Party Marty, you know, like, this is cool, and this is all at Wally Mania, like, great, I got to meet Conrad Thompson, I got to, had a great conversation with Shane Strickland, I, I got to see Rich Swan. it was just, you know, Liv Morgan was super cool. It was just a super cool experience overall. I wouldn't have changed anything for it. And that right there just made it enough for me to be there. Like, even though I was a little drunk that night, the fact that I was there and I had that experience the first night, I'm like, wow, this trip's going to be insane. Nobody lied about New Orleans and Bourbon Street. The wrestlers are everywhere. So that was Thursday night, man. And I honestly, I had a blast. It was super cool, super awesome. And, uh, wouldn't change it for a thing, man. Like, the fact that Rob Van Dam, and I told Rob Van Dam, he inspired my nickname, AJD, when I was a kid, because my initials are AJD, and I pretty much caught that from stealing from Rob Van Dam. So, it's a super cool experience. Totally something I'll never forget. Like, hanging out with Rob Van Dam and doing Rob Van Dam stuff with Rob Van Dam. Like, if you know what I mean, I already said it, so it ain't really a secret. But, um, yeah, how many people can say that, man? It's fucking, it's fucking, a lot of people can say they met Rob Van Dam and this and that, but I did Rob Van Dam things with Rob Van Dam. That was pretty cool. Uh, I remember I woke up the next morning and I was kind of hungover and we were just in our hotel room and I'm like, yo, I got stoned with Rob Van Dam. Like, that's nuts. Um, that's, uh, that's one story. And, well, fuck, this podcast is going to be longer than I thought it was going to be. I want to keep it under an hour, but we're going to get 54 minutes. But I'm going to try to get through as many of these stories as I can really quickly. I won't go in-depth anymore, but you get what I mean. So that was Wally Mania. If you go to WrestleMania, check out Wally Mania. Super cool. It's a blast. I had a great time. I'm not going to say Sean Mooney's going to help you get to VIP, but if, you get, if you're going to go buy vip tickets i definitely would next year it's worth it to just be back there with all the wrestlers and all the people and you have this it's intimate once again like you know you go to access and try to meet wrestlers you know in these long lines even wrestlecon like you still technically got to pay for uh you got to pay to meet the wrestlers you don't get to just you know take a picture with them and stuff wally mania they're all out there having a good time taking a picture they're like yeah fuck yeah let's do it man like there's none of that you know no bullshit no lineups intimate you know part of the family they accepted me fully and they were shocked that some of them knew about the page it was, it was just it was solid man i had a blast the night ended up a little different you know uh mitch kind of kicked it without telling me and the rest of the guys already went back to bourbon street and uh, they all took like cabs and ubers and i walked back and i did not remember how long the walk was and i woke up the next morning and my legs were in pain like i just had a crazy leg workout but that was thursday night thursday friday um was 
I think it was a Hall of Fame night, right? So basically, what did I do? I know they, we, in the morning we all chilled, we all hung out together. Friday was, see this is the problem, like I don't remember what happened on what days and it throws me off. Uh, Friday, I don't even know what happened on what day. We're just going to jump everywhere. I think it was Friday when I hung out with the New York folk. <laughs> uh, was Friday WrestleCon or was Saturday WrestleCon? I don't remember. Because if Saturday was on my school, what the fuck did we do on Saturday? That's all a big blur now. I wish I wrote notes or something. My aunt told me to take a journal. I should have done it. But WrestleCon was super cool, man. Um, let's just jump to whatever I'm going to think of. I don't want to keep you guys here for too long. And I have, have a couple of announcements to make at the end. So uh, <clears throat> WrestleCon was super dope. Uh, basically what WrestleCon is, is anyone that's not really signed to the WWE on full-time contracts, independent wrestlers, legends like, you know, Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold, Bret Hart, that, you know, probably have legend contracts and stuff, but aren't, like, necessarily, you know, WWE current stars and stuff, like, they all go there and they do signings and stuff, so I rolled in there, and, like, I only went there because Friday morning we tried to do the media, media day thing, didn't really work out, unfortunately, so uh mitch guys were at wrestlecon so i was like you know what i'll just quickly eat some willie's chicken and meet up with them so i did that and by the time i got there they were about to leave and stuff but i'm like you know what i'm just gonna hang out uh i, I wasn't planning to go to wrestlecon it wasn't on my list of things that i thought i was going to do that weekend i didn't i didn't it wasn't it's was one of those things like you know one thing didn't work out like uh, that was the morning i was supposed to maybe go to international media day and observe and stuff that didn't work out we were getting some pushback so then i had and because it was different this year compared to other years and um i guess usually it was held at the arena but this year was at the hotel and there was like some pushback of letting someone just come in and all that stuff that wasn't originally supposed to be there so basically i was kind of upset about that i i stayed back at the hotel when mitch guys went to wrestlecon because i thought i was like getting ready like i put my dress clothes on i brought dress clothes with me just in case i was gonna go but it didn't happen so i quickly just changed back into like normal clothes i threw in some jeans i threw in a wrestling classic shirt and like the bret hart stone cold chalk line jacket uh from the wrestlemania 13 match and i went to wrestlecon i paid the 40 bucks to go on because i'm like you know what? whatever i'll check it out you know i'm here now might as well check out Rascon. What I was supposed to do this morning isn't going to happen. Let's see what happens here. So basically, something I failed at one thing, and it didn't go through and didn't happen like it was supposed to, but at the same time, it was a blessing. Because instead of going there, I got to come to Rascon, and that was probably one of the best, one of the top experiences I had there again, too, because that's where I got to meet Ric Flair, and I got to meet Brad Hart, and I got to meet uh, the Young Bucks, and Danielle Monette, a.k.a. Summer Rae. I finally got to meet Kelly Kelly and Brooke Adams, and... It was actually really cool because, um, obviously, me and Summer, we were trying to connect down there anyways because she's been trying to get something to me and I was trying to get her her shirt and all that stuff. So it was super cool to like finally meet in person and stuff. I got to meet Flying Brian, who's Brian Pillman's son, and we had a quick chat. And it was super cool to see him because we've talked so much over the past few years. Um, I got to see, I got to see Ric Flair, and that was huge for me because. Um, for like Kelly Kelly, like I didn't really have to stand in line. I walked by and I like showed her my shirt. And I'm like, oh, I just want to say like thanks for following. And she's like, oh my god, you're the wrestling classic. And I got to take a picture with them. Um, I uh, got to see so many people. Like there's so many people, there's so many legends and so many like huge shows of like Kevin Nash and Sean Waltman and 
and Shawn Michaels, and like they were all there, man. All these TNA stars and legends like Akeem, the African Dream, and there's just so many people there. It was super cool, and it's so much easier to meet them and walk up to them. You even just have a conversation with them if you don't want to take a picture of something. It wasn't that hard because they're, you know, they're out there doing their thing and they want to make those personal memories for everybody and stuff and uh i did stand in line for rick flair because i wanted to really meet rick flair and you know thank him for everything you know and with everything that happened last year with him getting really sick and stuff i'm like i have to meet flair there's no way i cannot not meet rick flair like rick i need that rick flair drip before you know anything happens so uh and it was cool because his wife, Wendy, Fifi, some of you might remember as like she remembered who I was because I did send them some shirts, but they weren't allowed to wear them due to some sort of conflict of interest with their management people. But because um, it looks like I'm trying, because I sell them and they, they can't advertise other people's stuff if I sell them. So, but she remembered me. She remembered the conversation, and she they have the shirts and stuff. And I got to meet Rick Flair, and it was really cool to meet him. And I got to be in line at a really cool moment when him and Jay Lethal had a moment that I caught. And if you follow me on Instagram, you saw it. And everybody that's listening to this most likely follows me on Instagram. Um, Bret Hart was super cool because uh, I was standing in line for Bret. Well, I saw Brett. I walked by Brett, showed him my shirt, and he kind of like, he's like, oh, it's you, like, da 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 And then, I don't know, we didn't really keep the conversation going. I jumped in line. I'm like, you know, I'm going to stand in line and meet Brett Hart because I've met his whole family. I've met Dallas. I've talked to Blade so much. You know, I was, like, Lindsay Hart lives out here. That's his uh, niece. And, like, Natalia follows. I get to talk to her all the time. And, you know, his daughters follow me. And even when Dallas came out here, uh, like last year the Vancouver like we hung out went to the casino went to like a bar and everything like you know I recently just asked his wife for a favor to give a shout out to one of my friends and that happened and that was really recent I actually brought up when I was talking to Brett and he's like oh do your friend like and stuff so like I'm like I've met and I've talked to everybody in this guy's family and he's walked my shirt for me and he's done so many cool things for me as just favorites so it's like I, now I get to finally meet him and that story that I posted on my Instagram about meeting Bret Hart when I was a kid and crying and not properly meeting him like it's, it's a true story so this was my first time meeting him as an adult and like it was like it came full circle but it was even more weird because I stood in line he kept leaving to get like water or go to the washroom I don't know what he, restroom I don't know what he was doing and coming back and at one point I watched up to the line I'm like you know what like I just want to go ask the people that were his people, like, how long do you think it's going to be? Because, like, I've kind of been here for a while, and it's really hot, because I was wearing that jacket, and I was only wearing that jacket to wrap chalk line. And then Brett walked right past me, I'm like, ah, oh, you keep leaving. He's like, don't worry about it, man, just come in. Because he knew who I was, and I'm like, that's so cool. Like, I skipped the whole line, got to meet Brett Hart, we talked to each other like we've known each other forever. Um, when I was standing in line, someone asked me if I was wearing that jacket because I wanted to get it signed. Didn't even click on my head, but then when they said that, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to get the jacket signed. <laughs> got the jacket signed, it was super cool, got a picture of Brett Hart, it meant the, meant the world, man. It was, it was such an experience that meeting Ric Flair, meeting Brett Hart experiences, I wouldn't trade for anything. You know, everything that happened, I wouldn't trade it for anything, you know, hanging out with Flying Brian, finally meeting Danielle Moinette, finally, um, you know, meeting Barbie Blank, a.k.a. Kelly Kelly and Brooke Adams, like, that was so cool. Um, Eric Bischoff, I did pay for Eric Bischoff, I paid for Ric Flair, and I played for Lanny Poffo, and Lanny Poffo, I kept walking by, and I'm like, you know, it's Lanny Poffo, Macho Man, Randy Savage, ooh, he is my favorite wrestler of all time, and I'm like... I should probably meet Lanny Poffo, right? Like, and this is when I was about to leave. I already was like, I was, I was done with trying to meet everybody, and um, like I was like a kid in like Wonderland in that place, and I'm like, you know what? I need to leave before I spend any more money. And Lanny Poffo was there, and um, I was like, you know what? Uh, 
I would love to take a picture, you know? Macho Man's brother, I don't know what it is, but something about that, I was like, you're landing fucking Poffo. Like, if Macho Man was here, like, oh my god. But rest in peace, Macho. Um, but uh, I took a picture of Lanny, and I think it was like it was $30 to take a picture with the ring, and like 25 without the ring or something, and I paid 25 So I was at this point, I'm like, dude, I spent way too much money. But, you know, I'm going to take a picture of Lanny. That's cool enough. He's the one in Macho Man shit, too. And um, we took a picture, and then he's like, oh, just put the ring on. Because before we took the picture, I was telling him how big of a fan I was of the Macho Man. Like, just, like this whole speech about, like, how he's my favorite wrestler and this and that and blah, 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 blah. And, like, so when we took the picture, I only paid for just the picture. But he's like, you know what, just put the ring on. And it was a really cool feeling to wear Macho Man's Hall of Fame ring. And, like, I was very upset when I didn't go to WrestleMania 31, mainly because Macho Man was going in the Hall of Fame. And then that kind of made up for it, man. I got to wear the Hall of Fame ring. And I know throughout that entire weekend, so many people probably got to put on Macho Man's Hall of Fame ring and take that picture. But for me, it was just, like, extra special because I'm a macho mark. Um, so, yeah, WrestleCon was a great experience, man. I'll never forget, you know, Brett treating me like someone that he knew. Like, it was like we knew each other for a while, which is, you know... Asked me five years ago before the wrestling classic, that wouldn't even be a thing that Bret Hart would know who I was. Rick Flair and his wife would know who I was. You know, let it be, you know, that, like, you know, Rick Flair needed a little jargon in his memory before he remembered. He didn't just, like, Bret recognized right away where Rick was, like, and he did some explaining from his wife, and she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if we're being real here, let's be pretty, let's be pretty honest. Uh, let's be brutally honest. I mean, like, he probably didn't remember who I was, but he pretended to, and that's awesome. I know his wife remembered, but. Uh, and shout out to Steve Cardello because a lot of people kind of recognized the logo because Steve Cardello was always wearing it and stuff. I think that came up with, uh, I forget who I saw. Oh, I met Zack Ryder one of the nights. That's when that came up. But, um, and Zack Ryder, interesting character. But anyways, yeah, WrestleCon, that's something I'd recommend everyone to go to. I had a blast. Being able to meet those guys and stuff was huge for me. Um, you know, Macho Man's Hall of Fame ring, Bret Hart, Ric Flair. Like, you can take that away. The only thing I regret is I didn't go back on Sunday to get to meet Stone Cold. I think that's one person I really should have tried meeting that uh, weekend, but didn't happen. And to get Stone Cold to sign the other side of that chalk line jacket, that would have been huge. So, you see, that's just two nights there. Like, I have so many more stories I want to share with you guys. Um, I think it was Friday night. Uh, like... My buddies wanted to go to Access. I didn't want to go to Access, so I ended up... Uh, yeah, I didn't want to go to Access, so I ended up just um, chilling and uh, ended up hanging out with the Boulevard Burleys, finally, from uh, New York. And the, anyone that... So in the New York area, man, their wrestling scene's totally different than out here. Like, they're all together. And, um, you know, like, the promotions and everything, it's just, it's just way more hotter than it is out here. So... It's like a little family out there between the wrestling promoters and the wrestlers and the people that are involved through social media, whether it's Ryan Huber, The Struggles, or the Boulevard Bullies. They found their way to get it working with those independent companies. And huge shout-out to Ryan. Huge shout-out to the Boulevard Bullies. Huge shout-out to John Carlo um, of, you know, of Game Changer Wrestling. Um, big shout-out to Penelope uh, Ford and Joey Janela, who was super nice to me all weekend, you know, every time I got to see them through Giancarlo and stuff, and uh, they just treated me like family. I finally got to meet my boy, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, um, like, like after so long, like, I'm, dude, like, I've been talking to him since, like, I started the page in 2014, 2015, and he started wrestling back then at the same time, and he's 
killing it out there on the independent circle, killing it out there on the East Coast. Just one of the guys that a lot of people are starting to recognize when they see him all the time. You know, I'm I'm MJF and I'm better than you. And we finally got to meet, I think, on Saturday night, which was super cool. And um, basically, I hung out with the New Yorkers for a whole day, all Friday, I think, for the rest of the day. Or maybe it was Saturday. I don't remember. I'm drawing a blank. But it was Joey Janela's spring break because I hung out with them all evening, all day in the evening and stuff. Uh, all day in the evening. From the day to the evening, I guess. On Bourbon, we started off, and then we ended up, you know, I had my first hand grenade that night, which was delicious. They, people were like, oh, they're gross. I'm like, no, dude, the frozen one, it was fucking delicious. And if you're ever in New Orleans on Bourbon Street, you gotta get a hand grenade, because they're really good. And it was like a slushy. And, um, I had a great time with Stephen Pat of the Boulevard Villies. They're fucking great. If you haven't, check out their, uh, YouTube channel, Boulevard Bullies, they f- they're hilarious, man, the two just funny-ass dudes, they make wrestling fun in their own way, um, in their own comedic way, and then obviously Ryan came down, and it was great to finally meet Ryan, man, we've been so, we've, another, another guy that, like, I've talked to for years, probably since, like, 2016, he's killing it with his podcast, the Spotlight Series, he's done commentary now for, uh, you know, a bunch of the independent promotions out there, he did it for Giancarlo's Blind Pig, and event and he did it uh he even did it that night at joey general spring break i think he commentated for one of the matches like ryan's killing it comes out with some dope t-shirt designs i have a handful of them um his mudo one his ultimo dragon one and his uh he did one with pillman uh brian pillman joker it was a cool mashup like he's one of the most creative and most down-to-earth cool guys of matt man he's always he's yeah ryan's a man so ryan's a man check out the spotlight series podcast on iTunes, it's on Spotify, it's on um, SoundCloud, and it's on the WrestlingClassic.com. Man, I post it every Monday, and he's had some he's had some amazing guests on there. You know, I think he recently he just had Tommy Fucking Dreamer on there, so that's crazy. But um, shout out to Ryan, shout out to the Boulevard Bullies, hanging out with you guys that day was a blast. Um, There's some stories there. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be featured in one of the Boulevard Bullies upcoming vlogs about New Orleans because uh, we. We taped some stuff about me having my first hand grenade. Um, what else can I tell you? I'm trying to not keep you guys here for that long. I told you guys the Rob Van Dam Wally Mania story. I told you guys about WrestleCon. Um, tried to link up with Jinder. I did see him on Bourbon Street, but it was super busy. And he was trying to get off the street because people kept hounding him. And I totally understand that. I got to meet up with my boys, the Singh Brothers, at the hotel. We uh, messaged them. Um, they're really they're long, long time friends with like Mitch and and uh, Steve. Uh, so they uh, made sure that they long- linked up. I think Mitch had to give something to uh, Sunil Singh. I was gonna say Gerv. Um, Samira was there too, H- aka Harv. So it was nice to see them after so long because once again they're people that supported the wrestling classics since back in like 2015. We go way back, and I, I did one of these podcasts with them a very long time ago. So it's super cool to see them too. Uh, what else happened? WrestleMania was a blast. Finally got to see Mariah Mead and Amber, my girls from the UK. Mina, Mazzy May, Mariah, super tight. I don't know. We talk a lot. Um, but yeah, we're too, so we got, we've grown to be really close in the past couple of years. I remember when we first started talking when I slipped in her DMs, you know? Which was wearing a Seth Rollins shirt. And ever since then, we've just supported each other and we know each other's goals and aspirations. And uh for the last couple of years we, like we'd send each other messages about how we're gonna make the next year our bitch and i think we've both been doing really well with that so uh, i appreciate her and it was a pleasure to finally meet her in person um it was her first wrestlemania so she was super busy so she was hard to catch she was trying to do everything that was on the wrestlemania package but i'm glad uh we had we got to connect uh, uh that night at wrestlemania 
Um, I got to meet so many people. Nicole's Brianna's. I got to meet her, uh, Monica. I got to meet uh, Britt Sacco. Sacco, Britt Sacco. I'm probably fucking up everybody's names. A couple of times. It was super cool to meet all these people that are on Instagram that are doing things. And I became friends with over Instagram so much, you know. Like, uh, we all are a small little community. We all get to link up. And there's so many people. I can't explain. Whether it was on Bourbon Street. Whether it was at WrestleCon. Like, at WrestleCon, I met this little boy and his dad. And he was telling me how much he loves my page, and he was asking me my thoughts about Ring of Honor and NXT, and, and his dad's like, yeah, no, he, he's obsessed with your page, he loves your page, he talks about it all the time, and then, and it's so cool, because I think, I'm pretty sure that was their first WrestleMania, and it was like a father-son thing, and they both appreciate the page, I took a picture with the kid, and he's like, oh, he's gonna, and I'm like, it was mind-blowing to me, and very humbling, it was a very humbling experience being down there, and bumping into this uh, NXT, Raw, WrestleMania. I was just bumping into people that followed the page, throwing up two sweets and wanted to just say what's up and talk. I got to meet um, Man Boy Mafia. I'm a part of the Mafia now, but uh, he, he was super cool. Man, we kept bumping into each other on Bourbon Street, and he's, he's the fucking man. And I wouldn't be surprised if you see me and Man Boy Mafia doing some stuff together in the future because it, we were just vibing, man. It was a good connection. Um... So yeah, I went down there to do some stuff and try to do some stuff with the WWE, but I did everything besides that. I think uh, I went to uh, walk-offs, or walk-offs, walk-ons in New Orleans uh, to the cheap heat meet and greet, and it was fucking awesome, man. I think he called it a heat and greet, but it was awesome, man. I got to, I walked in there and I got to meet uh, Princess Alexis Moore, who's been following my page for a long time. If you know who she is, you know who she is. If you don't, throw it in your Google machine, you'll be surprised. <laughs> Um, but I got to meet Peter Rosenberg, and, um, this will probably be the last story I tell for now, like, I can tell you about, you know, Danielle Monette was a fucking sweetheart, we linked up a couple of times to, you know, try to pass, she was trying to give me a shirt that's coming out in the future, um, that's all I can say about her right now, but, uh, but, uh, she's a sweetheart, one of the nicest people I've met, like, ever gotten the pleasure to talk to, she's so fucking nice, and she's so fucking cool, like, she's probably one of the coolest people have ever met and um yeah she's awesome man but uh, i got to meet peter rosenberg and for me uh, in the past year or so i've actually kind of really had this different kind of admiration for peter rosenberg i know he's been killing in the hip-hop game for years now he's on hot 97 he's super popular and he's his name's pretty you know it's pretty well known out there he's a, he's got a good reputation for himself uh whether it's good or bad people know who peter rosenberg is in the in in the hip-hop game and also he's been making his name now in professional wrestling sector now that he's been you know on the kickoffs for wwe and his cheap heat podcast and all everything else he does so it's pretty mage to finally fucking meet peter rosenberg because in a weird way um i'm on the same journey he kind of was on when he first tried getting a job with the wwe there's a video of him you know interviewing vince mcmahon uh, near the end of the video he starts like begging for a job and and it reminded me of myself because he's just so passionate about wrestling. He just wanted to interview the wrestlers and help out and da da da. And he's asking Vince McMahon. And I think he sees that in me too. He knows that I have that same fire in me. So the moment we met, I introduced myself finally because this is the first time we've met in person. We've talked before on social media through Instagram, DMs and stuff. So to finally meet, like it was weird because, you know, there's so many people there that were there to meet him and want to take pictures with him and stuff. And he just kind of stopped and we just started having our own conversation he was giving me his time to hear he's like what do you want to do let me see i can help you let me see who you i can get you to talk to who you should be talking to maybe it's not this person maybe it's this person you should be talking to and it was it to me it was very um 
you know, when I say when I get to meet people and it's very humbling for me and I, I and I really appreciate it. I got to meet a lot of people that follow the page and it was very humbling. It really showed me that uh, there's people out there that actually support this. There's a lot of people out there that support the wrestling classic. Like whether I, I, I didn't believe, I didn't have really thought about them. Like there's half a million followers, but I think a lot of them are here just for the wrestling content. But I was there at WrestleMania and there's so many people that just appreciate the page and my passion behind it. So and I think Peter Rosenberg sees that too, and he was just, you know, and he was genuinely trying to help, and it was probably, and, and the reason I wanted to make sure I talked about Peter Rosenberg is because I think he sees that I'm coming from the same place he was coming from eight years ago, you know, <laughs> ten years ago, you know, that same passion that he had and wanted to be involved with, I'm, I'm do, try, he sees that maybe in me, and he sees himself in me maybe a little bit in that sense, and he wanted to, you know, give me some advice and help, out, and, and, and it stuck with me, and I'm, I'm to be continued, of course, but, uh, uh, it's one of the biggest highlights of the weekend for me. Like, I, uh, Bret Hart, uh, Wally Mania was just a blast. But, like, we'll see when I met Peter Rosenberg, when I met Bret Hart, like, I was a little bit more clear headed and clear minded. But, like, Bret Hart, the Rob Van Dam thing at Wally Mania, Peter Rosenberg, like, those are all highlights of things for me. Those are all things that made the trip seem like a success. Um, WrestleMania is great, and meeting all the meeting all the misfits, man. Meeting all the people that follow the page and support it so with such dedication and such a such appreciation, and like you know the people that were excited to meet me, which is still so fucking weird and humbling to me. Like, I, why would you be excited to meet me? But I I can't tell you. Like, I, I like those points where I couldn't walk down Bourbon Street without someone wanting to stop me. Like, hey, can we take a picture together? And I'm like, that's so insane. That's so insane. Like, oh, I'm nobody special. I'm not important. But like that's so cool like now it makes me feel like i need to do more so on that note the wrestlemania trip was a blast i got to meet an amazing people i told you guys some stories i didn't want to make this too long so i'm gonna stop the storytelling here um you got some exclusive shit because i'm never gonna repeat that rvd story on my page (laughs) it's on this podcast and that's it i'm never you know i'm not gonna repeat a lot of these stories but um for me, they're memories I'll never forget. That, and that's what WrestleMania is. It's not just you know the shows, and that's creating memories, being in my element around wrestling fans, and doing things that I'll never forget. And I also know it's only possible because of the wrestling classic, and the wrestling classic is only is what it is because of all of you. So when I got to meet all of you, and you guys appreciate it, it meant the world to me. And it also proved to me that I need to do more, and I need to capitalize on this more because what I got to do this past WrestleMania weekend four years ago would never have even been an option. You know, if I snuck in a VIP and I had nothing to back me up when someone was like, what are you doing back here? I'm like, oh, I'm the wrestling classic. Da-da-da-da. Like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Actually, we know who he is. Like, you know, if someone didn't say that, I would have got kicked out. <laughs> um, if uh, I didn't get to make the connection with the Hart family I had in the past year, I wouldn't have been able to skip that long-ass line. Like, and I mean, it was a long-ass line for Bret Hart. Like, I wouldn't... So I it's and it's all because of you guys. So basically, I want to give back. So there's a couple of things I want to announce. Um, actually, there's only really one thing I want to announce. I am gonna start a new podcast. This isn't it. I might still do these single podcast things. I might still do this thing where it's just me talking. But I'm I have two things I really want to try to launch. Um, one is I really want to launch like a video podcast type of thing where you guys can see me while I'm recording it and stuff. Um, that's that's in the long future. We'll see how that goes, but I think it'd be something cool. I've always kind of wanted to do something with a panel with other people that are wrestling fans, but we'll see how it goes. Like, imagine I recorded this right now. I think it'd be a whole different experience than you just listening to me. 
Also, we're coming out with a podcast, me and my boy Danny, and it's going to be called Squared Circle DNA. You might have seen me promote the logo on my story, or you might have seen me even um, throw it up on my page recently. So, Squared Circle DNA, look out for it. I'll keep you guys updated with information and stuff. We're going to try to make this shit big. We got some pretty, we have some pretty big goals for it with some pretty good connections. Um, I don't think anything's going to happen, but never say never. Like I said, I went to WrestleMania this year with the intention of trying to capitalize on opportunities, but with the reassurance that, you know, there's a possibility that nothing's going to happen. A lot did happen. Did anything happen that I expected to happen? A little bit like I, I was really trying to link up with Peter Rosenberg. That was huge, and I really wanted to meet him in person and make that personal connection. But meeting Bret Hart and Ric Flair and Wally Mania, like, none of that was intentional. None of those things were in my plans. But I, I, and the next thing you know, I had the greatest experience I ever did this year at WrestleMania. And next year, I bet it'll be ten times more. Um, I only shared, like, three stories with you guys. There's so many more stories I can share with you guys. There's so many more things that happened. But, like I said, I don't want to make this too long. I hope you guys enjoyed this, and if you take anything away from this, it's just that uh, if you want something really badly and you're passionate about something and you want to get into a certain industry or follow your passion, um, it's going to come with a lot of downs. You're going to get a lot of no's. My boy Dave Vega, who I met down there, used to be an executive producer for the WWE Network television programming. He was an executive producer for the Edge and Christian show and other shows among that, and he's told me this a million times. Dude, you're going to get no a thousand times. They're going to keep saying no. But you got to keep trying. Help Peter Rosenberg. I said it to him myself, man. I'm like, I know. I saw that interview with Vince, and that was 2008. Now it's 2018. You're doing it. It took 10 years. I understand patience. I'm very patient. I I take failures as steps in the right direction, not steps backwards. And if you take anything from this podcast, just take that. If you really, really want something, you really try, and you put... um. A lot of effort in it like yeah you might not get it there is a chance you might not get it but at least when you're older you won't regret that you didn't try so just try this wrestlemania trip was me going out there and trying to get something out of it make it the most memorable make the most of the trip thank you mitch thank you steve thank you scotty and tyler for inviting me into your hotel room making me part of the family thank you to all the people that followed and support the page i was out there and stopped me to say hello stopped me to take a picture boosted my um oh i want to say boosted my ego but that sounds cocky but boosted my confidence that i can try keep on trying and still do more because it is making an influence on people it boosted my confidence that you guys believe in me and if you guys believe me i believe me it makes me feel more powerful to try even harder and make this even more so if you take anything away from this podcast if you take anything away from this episode if you take anything away besides the fucking stories i just rushed and told you because i didn't want this to be too long follow your dreams there's a chance, you know, if you I manifest it, I don't know, manifest it, law of attraction, all that stuff. Just whatever works for you, do it and try. Like, a, that's it, try. That's If the, I could name this podcast, it'd be like, just try. Not just do it, just try it. Just try it. You can, you, just try it. You might fail. And just keep on trying. Um, that was my WrestleMania podcast. Wow. Um, so, yeah. Look out for the Squared Circle DNA. Um podcast coming out soon keep following the page keep supporting i appreciate you guys i love all of you um five years ago if someone asked me hey do you think bret hart would know who you are do you think you'd have this friendship with guys like seamus and daniel Monette and jinder mahal and stuff i'd be like hell no man 
why would I have a friendship with Seamus? How would we ever, ever be friends? Like, how would I ever, how would Bret Hart ever know who I am? Anything's possible, guys. Anything's possible. Put your mind to it. I'm going to push for my dreams. I'm going to push to try to accomplish everything I want to accomplish and get more involved in the wrestling business somehow, whether it's me going out to New York and hanging out with guys out there because the scene's more bumping and traveling more to like California and places and coming to more shows like SummerSlam and WrestleMania. If that's what it takes, then I'm going to do it because I realized when I was in that element, I belonged there. I belonged in that element. I'm a part of it. It's what I love. I feel at home. And I wouldn't change it for anything because if, besides my family and my friends and that, like I don't think I've ever loved anything as much as I love professional wrestling. It's the greatest form of art and athleticism. And because of all of your guys' support, because of the Misfits, because of the TWC family, because of all of you, I'm able to do some really cool shit, man. You guys have opened some really cool opportunities for me. Um, because of the Steve Cardellos, the Chalk Lines, the Sheamuses, the Jinders, the Hulk Hogan's, the Daniel Monettes, the Bollywood Boys, ECCW, all my friends and family that support everyone that follows from all around. Because of all of you, I get to do some really cool shit. So <laughs> I get to go get my indie wrestling experience. As Ryan said, you're living the WWE lifestyle out here, not the indie lifestyle. I got to go to Joey Janela's Spring Break and see one of the craziest fucking shows I've ever seen in my life. I got to go to WrestleMania. I got to go to NXT. I got to meet people at WrestleCon. I have some of the greatest personal connections I could have ever made with people from all around the world that love the same thing I love and have the same passion that I do for this business. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for following Thank you to everyone to continues to support. Look out for the podcast. Buy the t-shirts on ProWrestlingTees.com. That's it, guys. Hope you guys all have a amazing evening. Uh-huh. Thank you for listening, and there will be more podcasts. Trust me. TWC out. <laughs>